0: Uh, here we go, guys. Welcome into Rover Sports. We're simultaneously doing this as a podcast as well. And, I, you know, it's a little bit slow right now in the NFL season, guys, because, I mean, we could start breaking down some prospects. We could start looking at some tape. I think that that would be pretty exciting to do. Now, when you're trying to look at tape, you know, it's difficult at times to obtain the tape that is being released to you. Meaning that, you know, you're kinda watching like some draft breakdown video, uh, meaning that, you know, it's just gonna be some draft breakdown and, and you're gonna be watching them on snaps, but it's tough to, you know, to slow up the film footage and whatnot. And I guess we can do that, or we could just watch highlight tapes of these guys. It's a lot more exciting once you get the all twenty two and once you get the NFL game pass during the season. And right now, yeah, you know, just trying to adjust and and maybe read into some plays, maybe trying to educate myself uh, on plays and playbooks and what other people could be doing. But right now, it's all times of speculation. And uh, me and Jet Central, we gave our off season grades last week. I thought that the Bears had a very nice offseason. Signing Chase Daniel for Mitchell Trubisky is going to be huge, have a great mentor there in chase daniel that is going to be able to really help out the chicago bears in a lot of capacities and then you have alan robinson that i believe is a very good route runner as well for chicago trey burden can come in and contribute so a lot of these guys can come in and contribute high character guys that ryan pace is bringing into the building uh, to try to help sustain and build a culture but anyway this video guys is about the NFC East, and you know what it's about? It's about the expectations for each roster and each team in the NFC East. So right now, we are going to go and look up. First, we're going to start off with the nation's capital. We're going to go to the Washington Redskins, and we're going to look up on our lads. I'm going to break down every player on this gosh-dang roster, and uh, I'm going to look up the Washington Redskins roster right here. All right. So, Redskins roster. All right. This is what, and I love our lads. Our lads is a freaking lifesaver. Josh Doxson. I'd rate him as a pretty good wide receiver. Eight out of 10. He's long. He's six foot two. He's from Texas Christian University. He was injured his first year and he came on and had a great year under Kirk Cousins. I expect him to be pretty dang good. Like fantasy draft wise, round five or six for Josh Doxson. I think he's a decent player. Brian Quick is old. Not that good of a player. Jamison Crowder is decent. Um, He has a guy in the slot and I really like Paul Richardson I believe he had some speed so I'm going to give Jay Gruden and the offensive staff I'm actually going to give them some props here I really liked what they did actually acquiring Paul Richardson from the Seattle Seahawks so I kind of enjoyed that uh that that free agent signing actually And, you know, and then you have Brian Quick. So I'd rate these receivers on a, on a one to 10 ratio. I'd rate them a six and a half to a seven. Maybe give them a B minus or a B. Uh, Depends on how Josh Doxson does. I mean, Crowder's going to be Crowder. He's going to be okay. He's going to get you four catches, maybe three, four catches a game for about if you're lucky, 40, you know, to 50 yards. You know, Paul Richardson's a real wild card as well, but Josh Doxon better produce, or this is a C to C minus receiving court. It ain't that good. You look at the line. Trent Williams is very good. Brandon Scherf is a good player um, from Iowa. Morgan Moses. Number 76, he's been there a long time. They got rid of their center, I believe, Um, and now they have a free agent. uh, Sean Lavio is a free agent. Their center for a long time, I believe, is Long. Uh, I don't think it it might be Kyle Long or Spencer Long. Yeah, Spencer Long, he left. So when you look at their offensive line now, it it is very different um in, in a couple of places I think their offensive line though I'd rate it like a c plus to a b minus they're keeping that group very much intact you then have Alex Smith Your running back so you have Chris Thompson fat Rob Samaj a. P. Ryan Decent running backs, I'll say that. Chris Thompson, I mean, he was great under Kirk Cousins. He's really going to have to be good for the Redskins to have a very good offense. When I look at this offense, the best players on this offense, or I didn't even mention this, the tight ends, Jordan Reed, Uh, You know Vernon Davis is old Jeremy Sprinkle from Arkansas you know he got trouble at the Belk Bowl a couple of years ago you know selling stuff down there in Charlotte but you know other than that Jeremy Sprinkle had a nice career in Fayetteville he's a high upside guy and we'll have to see if he can get on the field and play and, and produce. Um, but when I look at this offense, it's about a C minus offense. I mean, not a ton of pop, not a ton of elite players. The best player on this offense is Chris Thompson and Jordan Reed. Then Paul Richardson or Josh Doxson. It's a very boomer bust offense. I don't hate the offense, but I don't think the offense is going to just absolutely whip people. I'm, I think that I'm actually rating it a lot higher than a lot of you guys would because there's not a lot of big-name players on this offense. Then we look at the defensive line. Jonathan Allen, who was hurt a lot last year. They have Matt Lionitis, who – you know, was a guy who was mostly in a backup role. Ryan Anderson is not playing the snaps he deserves to play. Sua Cravens, is he retired or is he not retired? You have DJ Swearinger on the back end with Josh Norman. I happen to like that. Your cornerbacks are trash. Um, complete trash. Uh, other than Norman and Swearinger, it's DeJazer Everett and Orlando Skandrick. Like, come on. Your linebacking core is okay. Zach Brown is a decent player. Preston Smith is decent. These guys are not great. Ryan Kerrigan is very, very good. Um, Martrell Spade is a guy I really haven't heard of. And I guess if you're going 3-4, Stacy McGee is a good run stopper. Ziggy Hood is a guy that is decent. Uh, so the way I look at this defense, the stars of this defense are Ryan Kerrigan, Josh Norman, DJ Swearinger. All of them need to be healthy. You still have D'Angelo Hall right now. He is currently on your roster. Orlando Scandrick is old and you're trying to get him to be a cornerback. He is a slot corner and he is old. So I look at this Redskins team and from top to bottom, it is an average, average ball club. Very average. They are not bad enough to completely suck, but I project them fourth in the NFC East. I don't like Alex Smith. Uh, I feel like they are just treading water with Minoski and Jay Gruden. So I'd say that their expectations for the Redskins, if they get to nine wins, then they exceed expectations. I'd place expectations at eight wins for the Washington Redskins. It's very average, eight, nine wins. If you get to 10 wins, if you get to 10 wins and make a playoff berth, totally exceeding my expectations for this roster totally exceeding my expectations you have a last place schedule Alex Smith will have to play well you have to squeak games out and that's the way you'll have to go about things if you are the Washington Redskins you're gonna have to squeak a lot of games out because I mean let's face it this is an average average roster it's an average roster all right let's go to the uh Let's go to to the big boys. Let's go to the Dallas Cowboys, probably the most polarizing one along with the New York Giants. The Eagles one's a little boring because the Eagles are so darn successful that the Eagles roster going through that and projecting, that is actually a little bit boring because they're so dang good all of a sudden. And it's boring to say, oh, well, what are your expectations for the Super Bowl champions? Well, it's to probably have a pretty dang good year, right? Um, they, They are the freaking Super Bowl champions. So right here, we look at the Dallas Cowboys. Jason Garrett's still their head coach. I'm not in love with Jason Garrett. But the thing is right now is that Dallas Cowboy fans are starting to really get fed up with Jason Garrett. And for that, I respect you and I support you in that fight. Even though I'm a Giants fan, I understand your frustration with everything going on in Dallas right now because Jason Garrett, he only has one playoff win in his life as a Dallas Cowboy head coach. Um, Jason Garrett was able to beat the Eagles, and then I believe that he was able to beat the Lions, so maybe two. Maybe two wins in all those years. And then they got boat raced by Minnesota. And then in Green Bay, their defense couldn't hold Aaron Rodgers and the whole Des Bryant thing happened. Oh, they also happened to get a bye and lose to the Packers where Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, made that miraculous throw to uh, Jared Cook, who's now in Oakland. All right. So here we go. When you look at their guys, it's the usual suspects. They did add Alan Hearns, which is okay. Ryan Switzer from North Carolina is a guy that maybe can get involved in the offense a little bit uh, Deontay Thompson from Buffalo is okay. Terrence Williams, is, he always kind of underachieves. Everybody expected him to take the next step. He never has really taken that next step. So to say, I think you have K.D. Cannon from Baylor. That's an interesting guy. K.D. Cannon could freaking fly. I mean, that's an interesting signing right there. Um, Bryce Butler, um is he a free agent yeah he's probably gone I think he actually signed with the Raiders so but when we look here we get um Cole Beasley who I've really liked for a long time Terrence Williams Dez who's getting really old so if I were to rate the Redskins honestly as a B to B minus I'm honestly rating Dallas as a as a B I'm going to give them a B-minus as well, not even a B, because I think Dez is is regressing. I think Cole Beasley is what he is. Terrence Williams is just okay. Alan Hearns is decent. At best, you're at B. It's not elite at all. Dez is nowhere close to being the same guy, okay? Offensive line-wise, Tyron Smith, bookend. Lyle Collins, bookend. Zach Martin, bookend. Trav Frederick, great. We'll have to see about the left guard position. Chaz Green was a disaster. So Kadeem Edwards, I don't know a ton about him, but um, maybe he can fill in and do a decent job. So the offensive line still a B-plus to an A-minus. Jason Witten is here. The, the X factor of the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to be Rico Gavers. Former Baylor basketball player, this is the guy that needs to step up and take this league by storm. He has incredible potential, like like uh, Travis Kelsey-like potential. They got to play him. You're not going to get a ton out of Jeff Swain. You gotta allow Rico Gavers to play. I know he was unhealthy. You, you know, James Hanna is who he is. Rico Gavers has huge potential, not only in the red zone, but the guy can run. And I want to see him really be a breakout star at the NFL level. That's the one really exciting wild card guy to watch in the preseason. If you're Dallas, then you have Zeke, Rod Smith, your running backs are pretty good. And you have Dak Prescott, who I think right now, is a B quarterback in the NFL. Um there's uh, so many guys I'd take over Dak Prescott. I would take Josh Allen over Dak Prescott in, in Dallas. I would take um I would even consider Lamar Jackson. I would take Baker Mayfield over Dak. I would take Josh Rosen over Dak, Davis Webb over Dak. I am down on Dak Prescott. Prescott had you know, one really good season where the NFL didn't really know about him and he had Ezekiel Elliott, and he's a complimentary quarterback. He's not going to be a quarterback that can rip 40-yard bombs. And Dak is just going to be a have to be a guy that just drives the team down and wins games, but there's no real explosive plays in the passing game with Dak Prescott. His arm strength isn't that great, and last year you kind of saw while he, why he was a four-rounder. I mean, because he doesn't scan the field relatively quickly and his arm strength is capped at a certain level. So for Dak, this is a huge, huge year. All the intangibles are there. He's a great, he's a very good leader, he's a good competitor, but it's time to see if Dak and his upside. Would encourage Cowboys fans that they can, in fact, win a Super Bowl because the goal in Dallas should be to win a Super Bowl. Unfortunately, with these realistic expectations that I'm putting on you guys, and I'm going to get, I'm going to get to the expectations at the end, um, for the, for this Dallas Cowboys team and what I think. Taco Charlton needs to play better. He barely was in the games last year um Tyrone Crawford the team was so distracted with Zeke being out it's al- it's almost hard to judge this unit David Irving Malik Collins from Nebraska as long as he staves off the weed and doesn't turn into Randy Gregory y'all are going to be great um you look at Sean Lee Jalen Smith is a guy I really like, and he's coming on stronger, and and he's getting healthier, and that, that would be a beautiful story if he can continue to do well. You guys got Anthony Brown. I like that you moved him to nickel because he is a very small cornerback, so I don't want him playing on the outside. Then you guys have Xavier Woods, who I'm not so certain about, but Byron Jones is fantastic. And then your corners are still very unproven. I mean, Jordan Lewis, he was the guy that got beat on the Aaron Rodgers throw last year, and then Chadobi Awuzie. these guys need to take big steps, kind of like Carolina's young uh, young cornerbacks. They remind me of Bradbury and uh, Daryl Worley that I think just got traded to the Eagles. So when I look at, um, at the Cowboys, I still want more cornerback depth, and that's why if you happen to get Derwin James, he would be fantastic because then you can move Byron Jones down to cornerback. I mean, I I think it'd be exciting to have Derwin James as a corner or um, Byron Jones. You also look at Carlton Davis. I think that the Cowboys should still address their their defensive backfield. I like the two lines of scrimmages. I really do. And with Taco Charlton, why would you want to, again, you know, get picks there? Uh, The Cowboys need to get like a... Anthony Miller, or some kind of really good receiver in this upcoming draft. Maybe a Cortland Sutton that played right down the road at SMU uh, in the second round. You guys need some some wide receiver talent, some pop. I'd also draft Kyle Lawletta out of Richmond uh, because Cooper Rush isn't that good of a backup, and you need to put pressure on Dak Prescott for him to do the job. Um, and then late in the draft, you know, there's a couple of good running backs that are that are coming out late um in this draft and you could get like a john kelly because i I want zeke to have a second punch you know because you look at the saints and you look at what you know ingram and camara do you know great teams have two to three good running backs. And Alfred Morris is a free agent. You need more running backs on this roster here. And uh, listen, I'm excited. I hope Cannon, I hope the Baylor kids climb up the list. If I were to cap this team with this type of talent, because there is talent on both sides of the football, I'm giving the Dallas Cowboys. I'll tell you what I'm giving them. My expectations for these Dallas Cowboys, my expectations for this group Okay, of Dallas Cowboys is what I really think they're going to go is like nine, 10 wins, no more than 10 wins. So similar to Washington, a tad higher, like maybe nine, nine is my mark for them. So if you get to 10, you're doing pretty good. If you get to 11, that's a really good season. And that's not what Cowboy fans want to hear. So I believe Jason Garrett's going to get fired this year. I really do. I don't think there's enough firepower. I don't know if I trust Dak. I don't know if I trust Zeke. Now, if they kill it with the draft, then I got to, then I got to commend them. Uh, they do have talent on both sides of the football. They just got to put this thing together. If they can win the NFC East, they'll surpass expectations. The key for them is they need to definitively win one playoff game. So if they don't get the bye, they need to definitively win one playoff game, and then they need to compete and lose a very close playoff game in either the Divisional or the NFC Championship to keep Garrett's job. Dak needs to keep progressing. It is This whole thing could fall apart, though. I mean, with all the Earl Thomas rumors, listen. If Garrett doesn't get it done now, you guys got to get him the heck out. I know he might be a nice guy, but, again, you guys are the Dallas Cowboys. You guys should hold yourself to a high standard, really. And, um, you know, even being a Giants fan, I'm just trying to help you guys out for the NFC East and all uh, because you guys, again, if you're going to keep Jason Garrett, he's a nice guy, but I don't know if he's gotten it. And I don't know if Marinelli's cutting it either. It might be time for wholesale changes. And there's some really good coaching candidates coming up that would love the job. John D. Filippo and Matt Lafleur, um, and uh, it's going to be a really exciting coaching class for the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, again, they changed a little bit around with Michael Bennett coming in. Now he's getting in a little bit of trouble. Uh, Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Uh, you know, going to be, uh, re, you know, going to now be quarterbacking. My expectations on the Eagles is 11 wins. Um, if they get to 11 uh, with the talent that they have with Carson Wentz coming back, uh, I, I'm actually placing Eagles at about 10 wins for real. Um, and if they get to 11 good, if they get to 10, that's kind of what I expect. I don't think that the divisional winner from the NFC East is going to be very, very good. I believe that the power is out West with the 49ers and with the Rams. I believe the South is going to be freaking ridiculous. And I also believe that the Vikings are going to be great too. So I, I don't believe anybody in the East really is going to be spectacular. So that I have the Cowboys, Redskins, and Eagles. I have the Eagles at about 10. I have the Cowboys at about 10 as well. And I have the Redskins at about 9. And then the New York Giants, I'm putting the Giants right at about 10 as well. I think that the NFC East is going to be incredibly compelling. There will be no team that will be awful. The Redskins might be more down towards the eight. The Cowboys might be more towards a nine Giants at 10, Eagles at 10. I look at the Giants roster and I just love the Giants roster. I love Ogletree. I like Eli Manning coming back. I mean, you saw what Sean McVay did with the New York, did with the LA Rams after a disastrous year. I put that, I put that season last year on Ben McAdoo. McAdoo do you know that that, that's what I do with that season is you know I put you know all that all that blame you know what I put all that blame on I put all that blame I'm sorry I was just reading something I put all that blame on Ben McAdoo last year so uh, basically John Mayer saying the right things he's you know not committing on Odell Beckham Jr. It, it, that's exactly what I want him to say. I want Odell to prove himself. I want there. I want him to prove he's serious about ball. I want there to be discussions had between the organization because just paying a dude a handsome amount of money to really be the face of your franchise, that's a big deal, and that cannot be rushed whatsoever, and I'm sure we'll get to that topic at other times. So let me just look at the Giants roster. I know this is kind of a longer video, But I think all of y'all are going to enjoy it. And I love the NFC East. I think the NFC East rivalries are great. I can't wait to see how Alex Smith does in this conference. I can't wait to see Rico Gavers and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm really excited about Dak Prescott. I'm really excited about Zeke uh, to see how they perform because it's such a huge year for Alex Smith, for Jay Gruden, for Dak. Um, for Pat Shermer so many coaches everybody other than the Eagles this is a prove-it year for the NFC East this is a prove-it year for Jay Gruden and if things go off the rails there will be conversations had about jobs being fired Giants offensive lines terrible through the draft they will fix it their defensive line now is good Kareem Martin uh unfortunately well no that's Josh Morrow from uh from Arizona Kareem Martin is good to go he ain't on the you know the the peptide Lane Johnson plan we got Damon Harrison in the middle of the defense with with Dalvin Tomlinson Dalvin and Damon can take up the run game for sure you put Vernon on the edge you're going to now draft maybe Bradley Chubb on this edge as well so Overall, the defensive line's very good. Uh, Ogletree, BJ Goodson. I like Goodson. I like Ogletree a good amount. James Betcher's a very good defensive coordinator. Uh, you still have Janoris that can really play. Darien is a guy that needs to prove himself and stay on the damn field. Eli Apple's okay and Landon's okay. So the defense, the defense is still going to, I think, be pretty solid. And with the change of scenery, I think that the team could be good. Giants are again playing a last place schedule. I, my expectations for the Giants is 10, 11 wins. And as a fan, I want 11 wins and a trip to the playoffs where there the Giants can make a run at the uh, Super Bowl for real. Uh, that's what I want as a fan. What my expectations are is literally somewhere between at worst, I want nine and seven or 10 and 10 wins. If you go eight and eight. I have to see the product I'll be disappointed with eight and eight, nine and seven. I'll be not that pleased. Ten and six, eleven, and five I'll be very happy with, and a playoff spot for the first year of Pat Shermer is important, but there is tons of talent on this team. I mean Olivier Vernon's really talented. Alec Ogletree is talented. Collins and Jenkins are really, really talented. Eli Apple is not terrible b j Goodson, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Harrison. Those guys are all talented guys that can be coached up and can be good. Okay, Odell, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram—that's a talented receiving core. That's like a B plus receiving core. Uh, then you have your running backs are about a C though. Wayne Gallman, um, you know, Jonathan Stewart. Uh, the Giants need to draft a running back. You look at the offensive line, Brett Jones has a lot to prove. Nate Solder was a great pickup. I would like to draft a tackle and a guard in the NFL draft, and this team is looking really decent. I think the Giants are going to surprise a lot of people. I don't know who I'm going to say is going to pick the division, but I really think the Giants can compete for a wild card. I don't think there's going to be a drop-off at all. They aren't the traditional 2-14 and team. They're not exactly like the Cleveland Browns. They're not even like the Jets. They're a lot more talented than the Jets, a lot more talented than the Colts, a lot, you know, I'm going to say that they are um, similar talented to Denver Broncos. I think they even are more talented. Uh, well, Tampa's decently talented, but I think they're more talented than Chicago and, and then Buffalo and some teams that are that are picking here um this year i really mean that i do think they're more talented than buffalo so anyway guys it's been fun i appreciate everybody stopping by it's been a crazy weekend of basketball i hope y'all enjoyed the video it was fun breaking it down with y'all and uh listen i'll try to edit this thing up and get it out and i appreciate you guys hanging with it was fun take care have a great night